The following discussion is not necessarily the views of all involved. The goal is to start open and honest discussion in the Christian worldview. Like all things, weigh what you hear with what you know and join us in our pursuit for the truth. Enjoy the podcast. I'm not doing any more of these until we get some response that Josh and I aren't insane. Second Rate Saints is an official enemy of space aliens. (laughs) If you go to like a non-denom church, you start to dress like people at a non-denom church. Yeah, you just start ripping your jeans. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to the Second Rate Saints podcast. My name is Joshua today. And to my left is... (laughs) My name is Joel today. <laughs> today. That's what you said. Uh, My okay. name is Josh today. Yeah. Tomorrow, who knows? <laughs> um, and to my left, uh, no one. It's just it's just me and you, Josh. It is just the two of us, which is super sad because that's three members. It's of the super team. exciting because we were able to green light a topic that Caleb didn't want us to record. <laughs> Guys, we're going to take this seriously, though, right? Yes. This is a very serious matter. Yeah. Um, you've read a book though, which kind of gives away what we're going to be talking about. But. Yeah. I'm going to do the social media plugs first. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Continue, man. If this was, if anyways, um, second rate saints, check us out at second rate saints.com. That's where you're going to find every project that we're doing right now. Um, if you'd like to contact us, we've got second rate saints at gmail.com or you can, uh, use our, comment box thing on the website. I don't know what to call it. The chat box or whatever. Um, yeah. Keep an eye on what we're, we're doing online. Cause there could be some really interesting stuff coming down the pipeline here. Um, if you'd like to donate to the uh, financial well-being and growth of second rate saints, um, you can check us out at buymeacoffee.com slash second rate saints, or uh, there's a link on our website. Yeah. Um, if you haven't recommended Second Rate Saints to um, a close friend of yours, um, do that this week. That's just a big ask from me and Josh. Right, Josh? Mm. Yep. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you asked me what I read. Um, and this is this is a bit of a meme, a bit of a, of a joke one, but it kind of <laughs> leads well into my topic. Um, it's a book called The Ancient Alien Question by a guy named Philan Coppins. Philip Coppins, that's his name. Um, I believe he passed away a couple of years ago because what happened when I was in a used bookstore and I found just some nuts books. And uh, this is one of them. And you like, still says like $10 on the phone. And you like reading stuff that's out there. See, my reason for picking it up was not so much like what do they believe? Because you can find pretty... You can find the bones of his argument pretty much on any alien question, right? Because it's the ancient aliens. So when someone says ancient aliens, they're talking about like, did they visit us in the past and shape yeah. our culture, right? It's less to do with- Are they the gods? Is the light I saw religions. outside a spaceship, right? Like they're more of like ancient visitors type deal. So what I thought was interesting with this was that uh, it's not super well written. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not a, an awesome- um, Unfortunately- I don't think much on aliens, specifically ancient aliens. Yeah. Is going to be written by anybody that is. See, here's the thing. If there was somebody that just knew how to research and was 
dynamite at finding like mm-hmm. good sources. Um, it really could be an interesting read. Um, this one, however, has like half of the page with like alien script on the sides of it. It is just the tackiest <laughs> looking thing I could find. Um, that I is... read probably a quarter of it. I didn't get through the whole thing because, like I said, he lays out his argument not like super well, but it's always like just random conjecture. And it's these these theories like, well, you know, you remember that Carl Sagan movie? It's like and it's not even the same one all the time. He'll just bring up Carl Sagan a whole bunch. Um which gives it an air of credibility because you're bringing up a credible TV scientist. Yeah. And which is annoying. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. They're just, there's a, there's a level of buy-in there that I've never been able to achieve. Although I do love the theories. Um, it's like, it's like Sasquatch material, yeah. but one more level of sophistication because they've got studies. So Sasquatch stuff has never really interested me. Neither. Like, neither yeah. Wendigo, Wendigo stuff, like absolutely. I yeah. almost said Wendigo there because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh man. But uh, like anything that's a little more like supernatural or things like that, yeah, that, that's a little more interesting to me. Um, but the Sasquatch things, never cultural really. tales of creatures yeah. in the night at the forest. Yeah, there seems to be like a kind of human proclivity to yeah to something's out there. Yeah, something's <laughs> um, in the woods and it's making a noise and I don't know what it is. And mm-hmm. if you just watch one YouTube video of a cat making an odd noise, you'll know exactly what it is. Yeah. But it just doesn't sound like a cat purring or a deer making a noise that it normally makes. And so you're like, monster? Could be. <laughs> Probably is. I'm not going to check, so we'll just make it up. Um, yeah. So basically the reason I bring up the ancient alien question is to say that there are there are people that that write books about these things and they're they're not well researched most of the time. I'm not bringing this up to discredit every source of controversial thought mm-hmm. you could find, but at the same time, it's like every everybody asks my opinion in on the what have you read segment about the cover. Can I? Oh yeah, <laughs> this covers. It's kind of exactly what you would expect. Yeah, um, it's a picture of a Mayan pyramid. Looking up at it. Mm-hmm. From an odd angle, yeah, with like lights from like a UFO hitting mist, yeah, from above. It looks exactly like the cover of every episode of Ancient Aliens. Yeah, what are they in the little circles? There's it looks like. Oh, the Ark of the Covenant is in one, Crystal Ooh. Skulls in the other. Uh, a bit later, nice. That he picked like such like notable. It's also stuff. It's telling that you knew what those things were yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't judge a book by its cover but this one's pretty fair <laughs> yeah so that brings us into our topic yeah Which, biblically uh, accurate aliens <laughs> we thought that was a funny title it is a funny title because and no one's here to tell us that it's not <laughs> because everybody is familiar if you're on the internet of mm-hmm. the meme biblically accurate angel or which is where it started, right? Mm-hmm. Of like the idea of like seeing the angel with like the eyes all around it and yeah. it's made of rings. And it's like, man, angels described in the Bible are actually really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody started taking that meme to like biblically accurate cake. And it's like a cake with like eyes all around yeah. it. or like within another cake or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. And, and so we decided to continue that meme, talk about biblically accurate aliens. And here's the thing, Josh, and I, I get a little bit of kickback 
from this or by, about this from from Caleb, but I legitimately think there are people that God has placed in my life that kind of require me to know some of these more esoteric theories. Yes. And I love them. And I like the conversations I have mm-hmm. with them are so fun. But I just, there is something about just, like I said, conjecture into the realm of completely unknown abstract concepts. Yeah. That just beautifully can flow into good theology. Yes. Not, not directly. It's not a result of that. But it is, there are so many segues that can be, oh, yeah, if that's how you think the spiritual world works, this is I'm gonna use a little bit of an image. addendum onto that. But this is, yeah. in good theology, we would define it in this sense. Yeah. In, or in orthodoxy, we would call it this. Yeah. You have, the, you have a similar thing with, like, so, like, I do young adults ministry. Yeah. Right? So, unfortunately, because I am a young male mm-hmm. in my Instagram feed, I get a lot of Andrew Tate stuff, even though I don't care about the guy yeah. at all. I don't agree with him at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of young adult men mm-hmm. that do. And so, I tend to keep up on, like, what are these sources that these young men go to for wisdom or insight on how to live life. Yeah. That's not the Bible. And so they often go to like Andrew Tate or this podcaster or this comedian, you know, yeah. Tony Robbins, whatever. Nice. <laughs> right. David Goggins, like name the name, but the, the idea is like, because I have, I know what they know now. Yeah. I can meet them where they're at. And so like what you're saying is kind of similar is like, because mm-hmm. you, God has put all these people in your life. You feel this obligation of like, I need to meet them where they're at with the information that they're coming to me with. Uh, There's something that I was, I was chatting with a a friend of mine about, and he was, he had his own like niche that he was, he just kept on running into Christians that had this, uh, or like people on their way to faith or things like that with a certain view. I won't tell you exactly what it is, but Mm -hmm. he felt like God was, he just, kept putting like increments of that type of person in his life, preparing him for almost like the big fish and like (laughs) kind of thing. Right. And uh, I feel like it's very similar with the way that uh, more conspiracy driven uh, folks I've met um, have been is just like, I find them genuinely interesting. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I love listening to podcasts and conspiracy theories and I'm, I'm piling up the salt. It's not just a pinch of salt. Yeah. The conspiracy theory like realm is mm-hmm. like 99% of this stuff is wrong or approached bad. It's either easily falsifiable or un- or unfalsifiable. But man, is it fun. It's so good, man. <laughs> you ever just sit down and think about Dietlov's past? <laughs> just like, yeah, you just hang or like, out. Or like how the Denver airport is actually the place to get inside the Illuminati secret headquarters. Absolutely. You ever think about the Freemason symbol that makes up Washington, D.C.? <laughs> Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Not even a conspiracy, just like a fact. Well, because what it kind of feels like is like, man, is the national treasure mm-hmm. like actually, yeah, like that level? Or like, is Dan Brown's like, man, there's like secret societies everywhere. Yeah. And it's just like, man, if you press this like, it like wrinkle on this statue made by David, you'll mm-hmm. unlock this like, yeah, 14th century stonework yeah. that's never been seen by man and there's just there's just like what's it called it's not imposter syndrome it's the opposite of that where you feel oh, like yeah. you're an expert because you know very little <laughs> <laughs> i i've watched the nine hour long breakdown of every conspiracy theory yeah i know i know something 
Yeah. I'm an, I'm an, I'm an expert in a field. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's nowhere to go from this field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that brings us to, well, we chose aliens because aliens is the topic of UFOs and aliens is really big in culture right now, specifically in America. Yeah. With everything happening, we're Canadians, mm-hmm. but we, we're even like a little bit late to the party. People have been freaking out about this all year, yeah, or all of last year, really. And we're not going to be talking about really anything the culture's talking about. Just mostly as Christians, is this even something we should be concerned about? Yeah, is this something we should be thinking about? Mm-hmm. If so, why? Like, what's what's the deal? Yeah, mostly just because the we as Christians are so focused on what's happening on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um. And we read the Bible and we go, is there even room for this idea Yeah, in this book mm-hmm. or in this life? And then there's so many times where it feels like culture demands an answer. Yes. But when it comes to aliens, I feel a little bit like curiosity <clears throat> demands an answer. So it yeah. feels like a little bit bad, but like, even as Christians, you're like, yeah, how, how would we stand in a, like a Christian mindset yeah. um, in, in relation to extraterrestrials or alien battle cruisers suddenly pop out of slip space. Yeah. Outside of earth's orbit. And we're like, okay, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I know it's because we were playing halo the other day, but it's just so cool. Also that that's what happens in halo reach. So yeah. 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 Halo <laughs> reach is the best, but yeah, but it's, but it's really like, Oh, if an alien shows up on the white house, this is like lawn. Mm-hmm. What is, what's the Christian approach? It is us who are made God's image. <laughs> Get him. That's another meme. That's I, sh- a- I shouldn't put this out <laughs> into the. Anyways, they know already, I guess. So, second rate saints is an official enemy of space aliens. <laughs> that's going to make it into the clip in the beginning. Well, let's let's do the episode first. Decide. Let's do the episode. I'm sorry, I keep on putting up different premises. So I've got kind of like a series of questions that people bring up in these conversations. Yeah, which is the first: Are aliens real, Joel? I'd say maybe solid, maybe <laughs> no. Um, I th- Break me through your idea. So there are, I checked out a couple of like Christian media sites to see if they had done responses on, on this stuff. I assume Ken Hannah has something to say. So that's the thing. I went to the gospel coalition cause I'm like, I respect these people. They had nothing on it. <laughs> so Which is probably like, wise on hmm. their part. Yeah. Like they have good people writing for him. Like GK Beale is awesome. Yeah. But then I went to answers in Genesis, which is like, it's, it's bad. I don't like it. I don't love Answers in Genesis just because they, uh, they're basically the brand of blind assertions. They just, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, and they had a couple of different articles and they were not interesting because every single one was like, God didn't talk about it in creation. So there, and if they weren't, just completely saying aliens could not exist because they weren't in creation. They were saying, well, maybe during the flood, a piece of debris flew off earth and landed on Mars and could possibly have, it's like, no, there's no piece of debris and there's no bacteria that would survive the depths of space. um, And then be able to evolve into life in your span of 6,000 years. It doesn't work. Because they're assuming from the literalist approach or the fundamentalist approach to creation, which Ken Ham follows, yeah. that all of creation happened in the Middle East. Yeah. And 
as the Bible literally states. And when you say when you say literally, it's not the way that we use the word literally here on the podcast. Yes. It is the factual word for word. Yeah. Um, not in the sense that like you account for themes and for context and for, mm-hmm. you know, yes. any kind of nuance. <laughs> yeah. You just say, you know. As the words are written, so it is. <laughs> you believe you had a tail once? Hope you like fire. It's like, yeah, Ken. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but... He lives in Australia, though, so he's used to fire. So there's that. So, like, that's what you're saying. How does that lead into maybe they exist? So the reason I would say, like, the maybe they exist... And I I hate that I fall on a more, like, fundamentalist kind of thing here, but there's, there's some pretty wide there's a lot of room for us to believe in extra dimensional. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We can't get, we can't jump right into that. But that, that is my, my answer is like, I already believe in the demonic and angelic hierarchy. So the idea that there is some intelligent, possibly autonomous um, life out there. Okay. It's not crazy, but uh, it feels crazy. So, the angelic and the, the demonic mm-hmm. we know exist because of the Bible. Okay, so what I'm, I'm going to say extraterrestrials, which meaning yeah. life from another planet. Yes. We just don't have proof for it. Yes. Um, and most of the proofs people would say, UFO sightings, things like that, mm-hmm. even like communication, I believe can be more explained by the spiritual than the physical. Mm, interesting. So we'll get into it. Okay, so now let's limit ourselves to the extraterrestrial for because that's what everybody's thinking when they get aliens. Mm. We'll get into the demonic and the angelic at the end. Yeah. Um, because people have to discuss the relationship between the angelic, demonic, and the alien. Even if it's ridiculous, even if it's totally legitimate, people bring that connection up all the time. Yeah. Um, so we have to talk about that. But first, the extraterrestrial. If there are aliens on other planets. Yes. If there are even aliens just in open space. Um, my, my answer is also maybe because my thing is I'm not going to limit God from having created other things. Really? I'm not saying he did. Mm. I'm just saying it doesn't say. Yeah. And God's a creative God. He technically, according to the Psalms, he created the stars in the heavens just to pronounce his glory. For those looking up at the stars. Yeah, for sure. Right. Which is why stars are angels. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the idea of like he created like the heavens that we see to pronounce yeah. and present his glory. Yeah. It's like look at what he's made. Right. And it's like now the people at the time of the writing of the book don't don't know about, you know, the infinite expanse that is the nothingness between planets. Yeah. And that there even are other planets. Mm-hmm. Right. So they they they're obviously not thinking about that. And we can fairly assert that like the Bible doesn't mention aliens at all. Um, but the idea of God having not created life on another planet, I don't think is out of the question. Yeah. It's just not something we can argue and say, yeah, he definitely did. And then there's the whole thing where it's like, hmm, how do I put this? There's, oh, there's intelligent life and then there's just life. Yes. Right? Like, cause 
Yep. Here's the thing. If there's like an anaerobic bacteria on Mars, it's like cool. Yeah. But like, what are we going to do? Text? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't really affect me much. Well, and that's, um, and that's the next question is what, what do we mean by alien? Do we mean human-like? Yeah. Do we mean it's like a chimpanzee? It's like a rodent. It's like a bear. It's like a bug. It's plant life. <laughs> single cell or yeah. none of the above. Well, here's the thing is that there's, there was, I was watching something an evolutionary biologist, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and he was talking about how the way life exists as we know it. Yeah. For anything to be defined as life, it would need to almost by necessity evolve in the same way that we did. Mm-hmm. Assuming we did. You can stand wherever on that. This is not really a young earth creation versus old earth creation yeah. thing, but yeah. Yeah. The, the idea essentially is if it's going to be life, it's going to be like this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But what if they have like three sets of DNA instead of two? Well, then they're just like octopus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, Cause there's weird stuff about octopus where we're like, Hey, uh, it's weird that that, doesn't look like anything else. On the there was planet. actually there was actually a paper in nat in uh, the Nature yeah. Journal, which is like one of the official yeah. biology journals um, that promote that presented the idea that a- that octopus might actually be aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's that's kind of what I was referencing there. There's also like the the triple helix people that uh, hang out in some. I, I think it's um, mostly Asian countries, but yeah. I don't think you know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> no, like triple helix DNA. Like, it's, yeah, it's super wild. I mean, like, I mean, what? I can't like, like cite a that... source or anything, but I heard about it. <laughs> Somebody told me my dad, my uncle works in Nintendo. I'm pretty sure that's just the plot of Assassin's Creed. Is that actually? I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure the, like the, the, the assassins like in Assassin's Creed have triple helix DNA, and that's why they're able because they're related to the alien gods. That's awesome. Maybe, maybe that's maybe uh, life imitates art. You ever think about that? <laughs> just I'm not def- calling Assassin's Creed art. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty good. Um, it's not. <laughs> okay, so what does the next question that is o- that is often asked is did God make the aliens? I would say by necessity, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it's living, it's... Well, and here's the thing. is, just like, even in the Old Testament, the Israelites are, like, going about their life. Mm-hmm. And there are other nations that are, like, hanging out. Even, we talked about in the Samuel series, like the in Philistines North and South come America. down. Yeah, in North... Yeah. yeah, I guess so. That's not what I was going to go oh, to okay, immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, the Philistines come down from Crete or whatever, as mm-hmm. the Sea People. And then in Amos, we hear that God was guiding their trip down. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like, so there's this kind of thing where it's like, even when. Or with a Cyrus, like his conquest was yeah. God leading him by the hand, like a child yeah. being led by his father. And, and yeah, sure. We'll tie in the South American um, kind of yeah. habitations in the, in the native North Americans. Um, well, and that, yeah, we have to say, well, yeah, they're also created in God's image, even <laughs> though it would be like, of course. Well, well, no, no, no. That's, that's where the Mormons different. got it wrong. The, 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 are aliens made in God's image is a different thing. But yeah. the, but the idea of like, well, it's like the Bible in Genesis, uh, one and two, it says that, God, that all the land is together. Yeah. Right. But you know, in the 1500s, humans found out that there was another continent. 
Well, good for them. Well, to on, be fair, there the were already side. humans on that continent. So no, to but say, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean is that it's like, oh, there was a whole other world going on with other empires and other things. Yeah. And it's, but that's not what, the Bible didn't say that. Mm-hmm. The Bible didn't say there was another landmass on the yeah. other side of the planet. Yeah. Right. Um, so if Ken Ham's going to take that literalist approach. Yeah. Right. Why is there two sets of land when all the land was together? Yeah. Um, and now we know that like those people came from the people in from the Asian continent. Yeah. Right. Across the land bridge or yeah. Boated across. But the, the fact that nobody knew yeah, is like, well, maybe there is aliens and just God didn't tell anybody because it didn't matter because the Bible's not a source of all knowledge. It's a source of revelation towards a specific purpose. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's where people like conspiracy theories, because we don't live in a world where you could just travel as far as you can east, and then something weird happens. <laughs> you don't get people who are trying to sell you dragon teeth, and you just like, there's dragons, and they're like, yes. It's like, no, we don't live in that world anymore. No, there, there's no land masses. There's no islands that haven't been explored, <clears throat> but there is planets. Some. And so maybe the same ideas we have about planets. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, maybe there's something on the oceans of Europa, yeah. the moon of Saturn yeah. or Jupiter. Um, and it's like, those are the same ideas as people going, oh my gosh, have you been to the Amazon? Yeah. I hear there's 50 foot snakes. Yeah. They're actually 20 feet. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, the there's dinosaurs still in this place. Yeah, I met a young Earth creationist to try to convince me of that when I was 13. Oh, yeah, there's I still kind of believe in, uh, him. Aust- Africa? Yeah. Yeah. That one's fun. Okay, so then that does lead to the next question is, if these aliens are human-like, yeah. they're intelligent, they have cities, they have they got here yep. before we got there, right? Are they made in God's image? Yeah, I mean, it would be just a completely different outlook on uh, how God interacts with humanity. I'd be very interested to, and see, <laughs> this podcast is such a wild concept. I'm saying things I feel like I should not have recorded, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I feel like if there's intelligent life and God created them, I would imagine they have some interaction with God prior. So in I, the same way that like the animals sing out and rejoice in the Lord in the Psalms. Yeah. Yeah. The rocks cry out. Isn't the, there something about that in C.S. Lewis's space trilogy, which I have not finished yet, but the idea is he sees, um, basically creation on a, I don't think it's Mars. I think it might be Venus. And like it's God creating on another planet. Yeah. Um, and then there's this whole dynamic of like, well, it's a world without sin because no one, no, it's actually in the first book. Okay. Yeah. Some Mars. Have you read the space trilogy? I've read the first book. Yeah. Well, on the first book, it talks about where there's, it's, there is no sin, mm-hmm. right? Like nobody has fallen in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's odd to them that earth did fall yeah, and that the fall occurred. So what if something like that happens where mm-hmm. there never was a fall with them? <laughs> Can I push back on this idea? Sure. Yeah. Um, I am talking straight out of like a no, no, no. This allegorical is fiction. People, people have yeah. this question all the time, and I think the I think the answer, if I 
if I dare say, I think I'm correct, um, <laughs> is that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Yeah. And that man was placed as vice regent over all of earth, right? Their concept of earth was everything that was created that was not heaven. Okay. And so the, the, the heavens where the, where the angels and the, the angels and God live. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that man was going to be heaven is his throne. Earth is his footstool. And we are helping God, um, because that's what he wanted, right. That we as vice regents would spread his glory across the world. We would make everything Eden, mm. right. Cause you've got the world, but then the garden and you've got Eden inside the garden. Yeah. And the idea was that we would take care of the garden and keep it. And that that garden would spread. Right. And it would become the whole earth. Um, but the idea of the earth being a planet is not a thing in the, in the old <laughs> Testament. Yeah. Right. And so I think what it's, I think if I dare say is that humans as vice regents is not just limited to this planet, but is all of creation. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that would just still put us in place. Over other planets. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. We went to the moon. Yeah. Right. Is, is the moon not, not sinful planet, because no, 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 you're right. Yeah. But like we went to the moon, but like yeah. if we go to the moon, is that place not sinful? How are we there? If it's not sinful, How, if it's not bent by the yeah. curse, right? Yeah. If it's not bent, yeah, you're using terminology <laughs> from C.S. Lewis. <laughs> right. Um, and, or the idea of us going to Mars, like it's a, it's a, we're going there in like five, six years. Yeah. Is it, I, I believe, like our theology would state, that all of creation has been corrupted mm -hmm. by the curse. Yeah. Um, which would mean that if there is intelligent life, yeah. the following conclusion would be, it is also corrupted like the animals on Earth. Okay, yeah, I, I buy that, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I could be I wrong. I think we can agree on this. <laughs> okay. It's very consequential, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it's just, just the, we screwed it over. Yeah, no, I, I agree that the curse would apply to all of creation. I like your idea of the <laughs> earth not being, you know, have a, having a concept as a planet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. I haven't thought about that. Because their idea was just, it was land and then it was ocean and then it was the deep. Yeah. Right. And it was, they don't have. I wonder if the deep would also be associated with the night sky. I believe it is. I believe that's why the, the separation of the waters below and the waters above. Yeah. And yeah. why the, the, the sky looks blue. Yeah. <laughs> um, is because there's water up there because as in the story of Noah, the floodgates, the, 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 yeah. the, the gates of the heavens, the windows of yeah. the heavens opened up and deep flooded down. Um, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. What's the next uh, next thing? The next question is, well, we talked about human regency and then, okay, so this is the good one. Does the Bible talk about aliens? <clears throat> so you actually said something earlier in the podcast and hopefully we never just set someone right to the comment section, but you said <laughs> clearly the Bible doesn't talk about aliens. <laughs> yeah, I kind of threw that one out there. And that's, that's where we get into this like extra dimensional versus extraterrestrial, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Hey, uh, play along at home. Where do you think there's a UFO in the Bible? <laughs> so if anyone's familiar with any podcast ever 
about aliens or they've watched Joe Rogan. The passage that often gets brought up by people that are armchair historians. I would is, say armchair theologians. Also, yes. It doesn't have a lot of historical bearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well the, the same people that will bring up like, hey, did you know the Sumerians are talking about like another planet where the gods live? Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah. You know, like those same people that were like, Ezekiel actually talks about mm. a UFO. He, he meets one. He thinks it's God. I but. hate it when conspiracy theories are like, <laughs> we can tie it back to the Bible. Boom. Legitimacy. Like, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. It's eisegesis at its finest. Mm-hmm. Using the Bible to prove your pet theory yeah. is not it. Okay. So the passage that everybody goes to is Ezekiel chapter one, verse four to the end of the chapter. And it is also where people get the image for a biblically accurate angel, which is rings inside rings inside rings with eyes all over and wings you kind of made that rhyme that was cool i did and i that was unintentional rings within rings within rings and eyes with wings and eyes with wings <laughs> um should we take turns reading this passage i can't reach my bible oh oh do you, i can share okay fine i'll reach my bible <laughs> okay so i was thinking i'll read verse 4 to 21 Sure. And then you could read 22 to the end of the chapter. Sure. Okay. I'll go. So listener, as you're reading, people often go to this image as a UFO because it's kind of talking about an apparatus that can move in all directions as a UFO Mm -hmm. is described. But as you'll see reading the passage, it's talking about God. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, here we go. As I looked, behold, a stormy wind came out of the north and a great cloud with brightness around it, the fire flashing forth continually and in the midst of the fire as it were gleaming metal. And from the midst of the fire and the midst of it came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had a human likeness, but each had four faces and each of them had four wings. Their legs were straight and the soles of their feet were like the sole of a calf's foot. And they sparkled like burnished bronze under their wings on the four sides. They had human hands and the four had their faces and their wings. Thus their wings touched one another. Each one of them went straight forward without turning as they went. As for the likeness of their faces, each had a human face. The four had the face of a lion on the right side. The four had the face of an ox on the left side and the four had the face of an eagle. Each were their faces and their wings were spread out above. Each creature had two wings, each of which touched the wings of another while two covered their wings and each went straight forward. Wherever the spirit would go, they went without turning as they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches moving to and fro among the living creatures. And the fire was bright and out of the fire went forth lightning and the light living creatures darted to and fro like the appearance of flashing lightning. Now, as I looked at the living creatures, I saw a wheel on the earth beside the living creatures, one of each of the four of them, one of each for the four of them. As for the appearance of the wheels and their construction, their appearances were like the gleaming of barrel and the four had the same likeness, their appearance and construction being as if it were the wheel within a wheel. When they went, they went in any of their four directions without turning as they went and their rims were tall and awesome. And the rims of all four were full of eyes all around. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them. And when the living creatures rose from the earth, the wheels rose wherever the spirit wanted to go, they went. 
and the wheels rose along with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When those went, these went, and when those stood, these stood, and when those rose from the earth, the wheels rose among them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. And Joel, that's you, to the end of the chapter. Over the heads of the living creatures was the likeness of an expanse, shining like awe-inspiring crystal, spread above their heads. And under the expanse, their wings were stretched out straight, one toward another, and each creature had two wings covering its body. And when they went, I heard a sound of the wings, like the sound of many waters, like the sound of the Almighty, a sound of tumult, like the sound of an army. When they went still, they let down their wings, and there came a voice from about the expanse over their heads, and while they stood still, they let, their, they let down their wings. And above the expanse over their heads, there was a likeness of a throne, in appearance like sapphire, and seated above the likeness, a throne, and seated above the likeness of a throne, was the likeness of a human appearance. And upward from what the appearance was, of his waist, I saw there was a gleaming metal, like the appearance of fire enclosed all around. And downward from his appearance, of his waist, I saw the appearance of fire, and there was a brightness around him, like the appearance of a bow, that is the cloud of that is in the cloud on a day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness all around. Such was the appearance and the likeness of the glory of the Lord when I saw it. I fell on my face and I heard the voice of one speaking. Now, if you read that entire chapter, you don't read the end. (laughs) (laughs) Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face and heard the voice of one speaking. Mm -hmm. So, a quick like summary of what you saw, because it's, there's a lot of biblical imagery here, and it's more complicated than we can actually get into in this episode. It's would more say. complicated than even I like can understand, really. Like yeah. I did some reading for the podcast, and it's just, there's some complexity there. Yeah, you'll find some images, but essentially what you're seeing is, in this picture, is yep. coming from the north, Ezekiel, a prophet, uh, sees what looks to be... Uh, Four angelic creatures with four faces with wings that beside each of these creatures is a, is a wheel within a wheel. You'll yeah. see image of those, those on the internet. It's kind of like a gyroscope. Yeah. Um, and they're beside each creature yeah. and you can kind of see them as wheels on like a car and the angels inside those wheels, yeah. their wings are holding up a, flat apparatus which has a throne on it Mm -hmm. and that flat apparatus is made of sapphire barrel fire yeah various images and there's a throne on top with someone that looks like a man the bottom half is fire and lightning and the top half is a man yeah and coming forth from that throne being carried by angels is fire and lightning going out yeah and what this is for the okay. the apocalyptic in mind is God is arriving in judgment. Mm. Yeah, okay. Right? This is him on his throne. He's coming in in he's he is making a judgment, right? The 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 symbol of the throne and the angels carrying the throne is him arriving. Yeah. Right? Kind of like a like a king, think of like Xerxes in 300 or whatever, mm-hmm. that massive throne that's being carried. Yeah. Right? Um uh this is him arriving to judge Babylon, to judge the other nations as Ezekiel gets okay. into. Yeah. 
right? Similar to other apocalyptic images in the prophets. Um, and this is him coming and the fire going forth is the same as in like the book of Nahum that we covered of like yeah. the Lord is coming and fire goes out before him in judgment and destroys yeah. the land. Right. It's the same idea. Yeah. But he, Ezekiel seeing an image of God as the king of the earth. Yeah. Right. Similar to Daniel when he sees the, yes. On the clouds of glory. Yes. Or on the, on the clouds of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, and what you see is there's a lot of similarities between this image of this throne made of sapphire and glass. Yeah. And what John sees in Revelation when he sees the sea of glass with the throne on it and the throne's mm -hmm. made of fire and the yeah. and there's four living creatures around the throne. And yeah. it's like, that's the heavenly place where they're from, right? The heavenly court. And this is God coming down in that throne yeah. in judgment. Mm -hmm. So my question for Ezekiel, and maybe this hasn't mm -hmm. like crossed your research or whatever, is it visitation or vision? That is the, um, that is one of the more interesting aspects of his because sometimes mm -hmm. it's. I'm pretty sure is Ezekiel the one that will say I was taken up in the spirit. I think so. I you know what I haven't read it like I read it uh, decently recently, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, how much? In I don't remember. We'd have to. I'd have to look into that. Again. I'm sorry. I just pulled a question out that definitely we did not prepare for, but. Well, yeah. Cool. So in this one, it says, I saw visions of God. Okay. And it says, I looked and behold, a stormy wind. And yeah. so he's seeing visions because he's, this throne actually isn't descending from the clouds of the north. Babylon would notice. <laughs> Not exactly a sneak attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, and God is going to tell him about the temple and about Israel's verdict. And yeah, he's, yeah. So why do we bring this first up? Why do we bring this first? Because everybody believes mm -hmm. that what Ezekiel's describing is yeah. he's using biblical imagery to describe a UFO that appears out of the clouds and is darting in all directions. Yeah. Because a UFO, as we see in pictures on TV or whatever, is this disc mm -hmm. or a wheel within a wheel yeah. that moves in all directions at will. Yeah. And what is described here is a series of wheels within wheels mm -hmm. of this object that can move in any direction without turning yeah like a flat disc that just moves in any direction it doesn't need to change its yeah shape or direction but that's not what ezekiel's talking about yeah what ezekiel's talking about is if anybody has read any scholarship mm -hmm. any paper any work has done any classes in apocalyptic or prophetic literature mm -hmm. he's providing a vision using imagery to present the glory of the lord coming in judgment yeah. So we should take it for what it is, imagery. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's not it's not okay. that it didn't happen. You probably saw this, mm -hmm. but it's throughout the prophets, right? God uses these images to present highly complex, deep, powerful images mm -hmm. that take pieces from like the 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 fire and the lightning going out before him. Yeah. Right? It's very similar to like the the fire of heaven falling down on Job's house mm -hmm. or the fire of heaven falling down with Elijah consuming mm -hmm. the thing, <clears throat> the, yeah. the angel of the Lord going up in the pillar of fire, the fire going out in judgment yeah. is the pillar of fire in the Exodus, right? The it's the, yeah. all of these images that are getting called to your mind mm -hmm. in this Ezekiel passage. 
oh, the, the angels with wings showing up. Where's another place with angels with wings? Isaiah's call. The yeah. angels with six wings that are around yeah. the glory of the Lord in his throne. Mm-hmm. There in that image. Or Ezekiel, uh, or the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Right? The the, the cherubim, these angels, are mm-hmm. present around God's throne. Yeah. In the most holy of places. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? They're carrying his throne. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I do love that where it's like the Ark of the Covenant. Cool. It's just in heaven. <laughs> this is a representation of how the throne room is. Yeah. And that was, that's so cool. To but me. again, the, the, the temple is a physical image of the real thing. Mm-hmm. The same as this is a mental image or yeah. a vision or something that he's receiving in the prophetic sense yeah. of what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. God is going to visit Babylon with judgment yeah. as the sovereign of creation on his throne, yeah. right? Fire going out in judgment, mm-hmm. carried out with all glory and manner. Mm-hmm. And so what should you see when Babylon falls and Persia takes over and lets the Israelites go? This is what happened. Yep. God came down in judgment. Yep. As he said he would. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and I appreciate you like kind of putting some life into that because whenever you read that and someone's like, that sounds like an alien. You're like, that's so interesting. Like the Bible's so cool that an alien is in the Bible. <laughs> It's like, no, it's there, there's more depth to that. Yeah. Like you're not applying the proper hermeneutic to scripture to interpret scripture. Mm-hmm. You're allowing your worldview to be so clouded that you take whatever is the closest and throw it on top of scripture. Yeah. And and I really don't think that um even Christian culture has done a good job of not allowing these more conspiratorial ideas mm-hmm. to dogpile onto the hermeneutic of scripture. Can I use our own language? Absolutely. You can't let thoughts in real time be your entire hermeneutic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like um, it can, it can spice up your life every once in a while, but like, you know, it, the Bible has a way it is meant to be read. Mm-hmm. Multiple. <laughs> Many yeah. ways. Yeah. It has, yeah. depending on the genre and the place you're reading, mm-hmm. it is meant to be read in specific ways. And there's through lines and there's connections and mm-hmm. there's, it's a it is the deepest text written. And here's the thing, if you take it as like he's talking about an alien, okay, good luck getting any deeper into research yeah. on that, right? Yeah. Because nobody's researching that cuz it does, there's not Here's the, here's the thing, UFO has always been stupid to me mm-hmm. because unidentified flying object feels like the agnosticism of the unexplained. <laughs> It's the agnostic. that is such a dumb a thing. UFO I've just said is the agnosticism of aliens. Basically, <laughs> that's that's how I feel a little yeah. bit. I love when people start putting names on alien races. That's so fun to me. Yeah. I think it's Buckwild with no backing. Yeah, so there's the Xenu people. The Xenu people. That's actually the uh, the lead alien. That's the villain in Scientology. So, oh really? Yeah, Xenu. Hmm. Um, Not, nice, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. One time I tried to buy a. Uh, a dictionary of all alien species. Um, <laughs> um, and it was awesome because they updated it from second to third edition. And all that changed was they replaced one of the clip arts um, from yeah. like a sketch to one of the 3d renderings from mass effect. <laughs> it was so good. It was like, they were straight up like, yeah, because mass effect actually did take yeah. um, inspiration from I'm, real aliens, real aliens from the quotation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's so fun. So does the Bible talk about aliens? Mm-hmm. No, I would say no. Even at the, even at its best apply other methods 
to interpret scripture before you go to your baseline. Oh, it must be something we can't explain. Yeah. I would say the best place you're going to get about aliens is God talking about the constellations in Job. He talks about Orion's belt and the, he, he talks about the constellations of other yeah. religions. And so it's just like, Oh, that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, that's the only place that God talks about. Like it's, it's fun. Cause a lot of yeah. times when God references other systems of belief, or you'll say other gods, mm-hmm. he does it Which kind of too demean to them. Oh, good. No, <laughs> Which no, no, no. is so good. Well, like even when he says like, who has slain Leviathan? Yeah. It's like, that's a little bit of a dig at the Enuma Elish, right? Like, yeah. It's like, hey, Marduk I created all it. this, remember? Yeah. Um, um, let me tell you. I, that's how I see that. But Marduk claimed to kill the Leviathan. No, he didn't. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, it was me. Yes, it will be me. Yeah. Which is the cool. Uh, in Isaiah, Isaiah, there's one image where God talks about him taking up his his weapon of his sword of war to defeat the Leviathan. And it's like, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, let me just do a quick look at yes here um, in Job in his long two chapter speech, he says, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loose the cords of Orion? Mm. Can you lead forth Meseroth in the season or can you guide the bear with its children? Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you establish their rule on the earth? Yeah. And it's... That's so good. Yeah. That's kind of like God saying, I'm better than astrology for all of you listening. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's saying, is yeah. that he's directly claiming, you say the stars guide your life, mm-hmm. but I made the stars. I guide the stars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fair enough. You know, because they're angels. Yeah. <laughs> so... Oh, this leads to the next question. Does it? <laughs> Let's say there are aliens. Yeah. Will humans even meet these aliens? Statistically, no. <laughs> Unless you're young Earth. Yes. In which case, we have a better chance. Yes. Which also, they're not aliens. They're just human life on another yeah. planet. Well, I mean, if here's the thing. If it's young Earth, then there hasn't been enough time for the Fermi paradox to really happen. Yes. So... That's such a, nobody's going to get that. (laughs) I I can explain the Fermi paradox. Nice. So the Fermi paradox is, sorry, there's a thing called the Drake equation first. Nice. Drake equation says an alien species, once it develops faster than light travel, Mm -hmm. it can colonize an entire galaxy, the Milky Way, Mm -hmm. in 150 million years. Okay. Um, Basically, you send out five ships to the five nearest planets. Mm Mm-hmm right at light speed to like the next solar system, which yeah. is four or five light years away. Right. So it takes five years to get there. Mm-hmm. You build a station to build another spaceship, get enough of the population to go on that space. You spend, you send mm-hmm. five ships out. So that yep. becomes 25 planets and then 25 planets send out five. And mm-hmm. so you just get this increase that eventually, Oh, it's not actually that difficult. Yeah. Um, and so, based off how old the universe is at 13 billion years, mm-hmm. if there was anything, we should see a colony. We should see alien life somewhere by now. And this is how easy it is to colonize a galaxy. Mm. We should see life, but yeah. we don't. Yeah. Why? 
Yeah, there's the problem of like the the universe is either teeming with life or completely void of it. Yeah, and so yeah. there's three general answers. One, it's harder to it's harder for life to produce than we think it is. Hmm. Two, um, even if there is life, it's not intelligent or it's hiding. Yeah, the hiding one, terrible. Yes. Yeah. And that's a more modern theory, which is called the dark forest theory, yeah. which is the universe is like a dark forest in that predators and prey, predators and stuff like that want to hide as long as possible and then strike without being seen. Or mm -hmm. you just avoid being attacked at all times. Yeah. Right. Um, because the idea is that the universe is limited, but life grows. Yeah. Life doesn't end. But the universe is limited. And so mm -hmm. eventually, one, one alien is going to win. Yeah. Anyways, that's a sidetrack. But then there's, there's like also the filter theory. Is yes. that what it's called? Yeah. So the great filter is the idea great that filter. life is actually difficult. And that yeah. we're the only species that has passed. So the idea is that there, is, there are filters. Mm -hmm. And these filters are difficult things that in the evolution of life uh, eliminate... Yeah. Most alien species. Yeah. So it's the idea is like, if there is some type of energy that we have to create to get to space or whatever, yeah. like if, if nuclear energy was like, that's when civilizations destroy each other. Yeah. And that's just when it ends. Or maybe it's AI. Yeah. Once you create an AI, it takes over and destroys everything. Yep. Um, and then it dies. Um, yeah. Or uh, maybe it's the nuclear bomb. Yep. That when other nations, when other aliens create it, they end up blowing each other up. Maybe it's single-celled life is difficult. Maybe it's the transition from single-celled life to sexual life hmm. that has to, right? Maybe that's the difficult yeah. part. Maybe it's becoming sentient. Maybe sentience, we're the first alien, maybe we're the first creatures that ever developed sentience. Well, I, here's the thing. We are. Yes. <laughs> like, I'd have to. But, but yeah. from, the, from, the, from the discussion, yeah. right, if there is all this other alien life, maybe they're all just plants. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nothing's developed sentience. Yeah. The world is teeming with life, but it's like old grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. It's, nice. it's like the planet from uh, the movie uh, Alien Covenant, where it's just, there's all this <laughs> life, but it's quiet. Nice. Right? Where it's like, oh, there's nothing here. Yeah. Um, because the aliens killed them all. Um, but yeah. So basically the idea is like, will we meet them? Probably not. Yeah. For so many other reasons. And also if they arrive here, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. You don't want to get visited. You want to visit, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yes. Yeah. It is, it is funny because we're like, that could never happen that an over advanced race could go mm -hmm. to another. It's like, no, that's what we would do immediately if we could. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Cause we got to remind them who was made in the image of yeah, God. Yeah. There we go. We're going right. to crusade just an unknowing, unintelligent planet. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so that being said, we've talked about the aliens thing, extraterrestrials, but we brought up earlier in the podcast is the, are aliens actually just demons? Yeah. And now there's two ways to go about this. The, 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 the first way is people go, oh, this is just a sign of the end times. Demons yeah. are appearing and they're tricking us. Yeah. That's the fundamentalist approach. And do you want to get into that? Because you talked about that. 
Yeah. Is it actually the fundamentalist approach? Is that? Yes. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a sim. Sorry. I should say it this way. There is a, there is a simple approach to this. Mm -hmm. And then there's a, Hey, let's look at the Bible and history and context and go, maybe there's something else going on. Yeah. It's far fetched, but it's, and you also have to trust some government files that are probably fake. Yes. Okay, so the reason we would call this a fundamentalist view is because it's like fundamentalists are sometimes the Occam's razor of the Bible. Um, they're like, yeah, it's the most simple way we can put it. Anyways, they would say, you know what? If aliens inspire fear, and if they travel with secrets, and if they lie to you, then that means they're demons. Yeah. And it's like, yes. <laughs> but it's more like if demons do that and pretend they're aliens, then yeah, demons are just pretending to be aliens. Cool. But the more nuanced view is, hey, what does actual interaction with divinity in the Bible look like? It's always with fear. Sometimes you accidentally go and worship them. That happens to John in Revelation. And he's like, hey, don't worship me. I'm just a guy. And and we're talking. He's not just a guy. We're talking about the specifically John meets an angel. Yes. And he starts to bow to it. Yeah. And get up. And the angel's like, hey, stop. I'm a worshiper of God as well. Yeah. I'm an angel. Yeah. I serve him. You're a servant. Mm-hmm. We're the same thing. So I think a healthier understanding rather than saying aliens, demons, because <laughs> then you have this whole thing where you're like any new technology that is given to us by aliens through the government is like this demonic conspiracy. <laughs> okay. It's crazy. It gets wild. <laughs> okay, and, and that's where you get like this. Can I break down that idea? Yeah. Okay. So people may have heard this, but the idea is, is ancient. And again, this is just. And idea. this whole podcast is just a gateway drug to conspiracy theories, isn't no, no, no. it? We're it's just like, hey, it's not that bad. I'm just presenting the idea. Yeah. Listen to the intro of the podcast. This isn't necessarily what we believe. This is just the idea. Believe it a little bit. The idea is, is that other ancient religions, right? Let's take the Babylonians, the ones yep. that are in question in Ezekiel. The Babylonians, the Sumerians, the Mesopotamians yep. believed that there was a group of aliens Damn right. There's a group of gods. <laughs> yeah. There's a group of gods. You kind of showed your hand there a little yeah. bit. Yeah. There's a group of gods that are from a different dimension, mm-hmm. right? The heavens. Yeah. Um, you can talk to them. You often use drugs to do so through rituals. Yeah. Um, and they give you knowledge via sacrifice. Yeah. Um, you imitate them. Blah, blah, blah. They move around in chariots fast between the realms you can build towers mm-hmm. that yeah um the the people that tend to believe in the documents presented by the government or the leaks from whistleblowers and stuff yep. like that in the modern day will present the idea that there are similarities between the aliens that we see mm-hmm. in these documents and the gods of yeah the babylonians or the sumerians or whatever yeah. which is the idea that hey these are beings not from another planet but from another dimension. Yeah. Um, they come with immense power. They can do amazing things, right? They fly around in the sky in UFOs, yep. in vehicles. Chariots. Chariots. Um, you can communicate to them mm-hmm. in this other dimension via DMT or other drugs, which yep. was the same drugs that the Babylonians used yep. or the Egyptians used. Yeah. Um, and that they give you knowledge Mm-hmm. And that sometimes people in government and blah, 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 
you'll hear about conspiracy theories about yep. people doing sacrifices to in dark places. Yes. And, but you're having to thread together all of these ideas from various mm-hmm. branches of weird government. And none of it's like, at, almost none of it's credible. Yeah. But like, what if, right? Yeah. And the idea is, well, if all of the governments of the world, mm-hmm. if all the religious structures were doing this kind of thing to these gods, why would our why would the governments today be any different if these documents are saying yes. that they're doing it? And then the question is, the Bible says that the gods of other nations are demons. Yep. So if they're doing the same things as those people worshiping those gods, yeah. You kind of made a more coherent argument for the thing that I was saying. <laughs> I was being a bit dismissive, but you're like tying this stuff together. But 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 this is but it's 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 again just like a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. It's attached with all of these loose threads from various walks of life. Yeah, and then suddenly you're like, this is a coherent idea, mm-hmm. but you had to branch together fourteen documents, mm-hmm. half of which were written by yeah. claiming to be from whistleblowers from the government from their UFO program. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, but this is still under investigation. Yeah. Government's still denying it. This is all just grainy footage from bad cameras. Yeah. Right. So it's like, if any of this is legitimate, how can I trust it? Yeah. Right. Like this is unverifiable. So you're, you're fitting together very similar to like the Ezekiel passage. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, this is an alien. Ah, there's probably a simpler explanation going on here. There's probably some people just doing weird stuff in a corner. Mm-hmm. There's probably just some people doing some drugs in another corner. Yeah. And there's probably just some people thinking that, Hey, there's some, there's some things in our sky that we don't know what they are yet. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that all of these areas are connected. Yeah. It's, it's monkey sees pattern. dude. But if they are connected, yeah. If it is all that stuff, mm-hmm. because you can always say, but if, Right. And it looks really creepy and familiar. Hmm. So, well, are we close to, to cutting this thing off? Yeah, I think they're, cause I've got some, some ending points that I want to get to, but yeah, yeah you yeah. can no, no, get go. through whatever you need to on this. No, no, no. That's the, that's the idea is the idea. Oh is yeah. That was that the last one. Yeah. If, if humans, if humans are doing the same things that they did to the worshiping of gods before and God mm-hmm. said that they were demons. Yeah then that means that these things are demons. But that is all hinging on that really big quoted if, Mm -hmm. which is if all of these documents, if all of these alien sightings, if all of these drug users Mm -hmm. in government MK Ultra programs is even legitimate. Yeah. That's a big if. It's a big if. Here's the thing. It's also one of those problems that's like, it's not zero. Yes. Like of all the people in government that have tried to find wisdom through communicating with aliens, the number's not zero. Well, yeah, because right? it's Cause every some, other his, it's every other government in history. Yeah, there's some real cracks <laughs> that get into like in the government, yeah. and of course, there's going to be some of them that are like, I think we should look at space next. And it's like we just there's nothing there. <laughs> there's a lot there, but it's also nothing. Yeah. Right. Anyways, so to tie this off a little bit, how do we approach conversations about these wild? offshoots mm-hmm. with love and grace for our Christian brothers and sisters. Um, I think you approach it with the same love and grace you do with any other wild theological idea. Mm-hmm. You go, Oh, tell me about your idea. Yeah. 
right? Let's talk about this. Well, <laughs> let's look at the passages you're quoting. Yeah. Let's look at the historical stuff you're quoting. Let's look at the blah, blah, blah. And if you're a theologian, right, mm-hmm. you, you've got some historical training, got a lot of theological training, yeah. got a lot of biblical studies training. And so you can approach it the same way we approach the Ezekiel passage, yeah. right? Like, hey, what you're actually seeing is this is a beautiful image of God coming in mm-hmm. in judgment and rescuing his people yeah. and pronouncing sovereign control over his creation, mm-hmm. right? And so like, you can you can shape those, you can reveal to the person mm-hmm. the revelation mm-hmm. that is in the Bible and how it's actually read. Um, and show them the tools so that then they can see how it's actually seen, mm-hmm. but then also have fun. Yeah. It's a conversation about yeah. aliens. You have to approach it with <laughs> a huge amount of love and also a huge amount of curiosity. Yeah. Cause like, who are you to throw away somebody's like determined search for truth, right? They yeah. are going towards something you, you already have, um, a solid theological understanding, hopefully, or yeah. working towards it. You're on your own path towards yeah. that. Um, and this is something they've stumbled across and want to explain the whole world with. Yeah. You might have to take those apart piece by piece. Yeah. And you might have to explain what the gospel truly is. Yeah. It's not yes. the key to the universe. It's the key to eternal life and a <laughs> true relationship yeah. with Christ. But it's not the revelation of aliens. It's the revelation of the son of God. Yeah. Just like <laughs> refocus and point them in the right direction, but don't, don't point them away. <laughs> yes. You know, um, don't get annoyed and angry. The uh, goat, like sit with them, talk with them, mm-hmm. especially if you're in a pastoral position. Yeah. That's your job is to sit with people. Oh, there's and a completely separate line of reasoning of like how do pastors approach that? No, but, but that's what I mean is yeah. that like, if you're a pastor, your job is to shepherd them to all truth, mm-hmm. not to right? Yeah. Especially about something this tiny. Yeah. Right. This isn't this, this is somebody grasping at the word of God with no training, like the eunuch that talked to Philip and Philip yes. sat with him in the carriage mm-hmm. and then baptized them. Right. Like sit yeah. with the man, talk with him for a while, help him. But do so with open love and grace. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now, what do you do when if you meet the host of the show Ancient Aliens? Go. Autograph, first thing. <laughs> then trying to convert him. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, the big hair guy. Oh, holds yeah. his hands out. Yeah. Like he's got a fish that's about this big. Yeah. Man, that guy's The so dude is cool. trying to look like... like is he trying to do the Einstein hair? Like, is that the? I feel like there's a little bit of that, but there's also just a weird about like when you buy into something that big, it starts to shape you. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, individuality is a, is a given because you already don't care what other people are thinking about you. <laughs> kind of similar to how like if you go to like a non-denom church, you start to dress like people at a non-denom church. Yeah. You just start ripping your jeans. Yeah. Yeah. All worship leaders, all female worship leaders dress like Carrie Job. Yeah. <laughs> At whatever stage, right? Like All I think 90% of them, of them you, you walk in, you know, they're playing reckless love because someone's wearing a denim jacket on stage. Yeah. It's like, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, man. They're, they're playing the same four keys. Like it's the same thing. They have the smoke machine or as some people like to call it, the presence of God imitator. Mm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's kind of rude, but also I kind of get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the like, it's yeah. the smoke filling the tabernacle. Yeah, but it's fake, and that's really a big problem. 
<laughs> yeah, that's going to be a problem. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Found a smoke machine in my church the other day. I mean, hey, they're fun. That. They're cool. Yeah. It was, you know, it had some really strange smell of liquid in it. Some glycerin. Did you know that's what you have to mix? Yeah. With water to... Love it. Man, I was going to go pick some up for my youth. Apparently, they set off a fire alarm last time they used it. So, uh, I was told to, you know, be careful with it. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so ancient alien guys. Yeah. Not yeah. Autograph first. And then it's like, hey, this is actually what the Bible's saying. Yeah, this is what the Bible... Well, I don't think he... Does he stake a lot of claim on the Bible? I mean, they use the Ezekiel passage. Yeah, but that's the other thing is the Bible is not your, you know, personal dictionary for conspiracy right but that's what i mean it's like as a biblical scholar yeah. yourself yes thank you um <laughs> yeah you i mean <clears throat> speak to the man i just it all depends on whose ground we're we're really standing on right like if i go to the alien conference i'm not going to be like say jesus is Joel, Lord. One, <laughs> right? one day you and me should go to an alien dude conference. as soon as we can we're going and we should we should get like cameras and like yeah Live it. And then we could do the same thing at a flat earth convention. It'd be pretty good. Should we just go to all these? We should just ironically like go in with a camera, but put a fisheye lens on it. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's always rounded. Everything is round. Awesome. Yeah. Oh man, I love flat earthers. They're so fun. Another group that just loves taking the Bible out of context. They're like, it's, we, it's the corners of the earth. How'd that happen? Should we do another episode later called biblically accurate earth only if it's requested by more than two people ah that's my limit okay if you if two people comment on this and they're like josh and joel should come back for more weird bible conspiracy garbage should this just become a series called biblically accurate blank that'd be fun yeah i mean we shouldn't be talking about this on air while that's, we're recording it because we're kind of signing ourselves about? up what are you talking about again it's i'm fun. not doing any more of these until we get some some response that josh and i aren't insane <laughs> I need some affirmation, please. Okay, so uh, what's your... Biblically accurate affirmations. Final question. What's up? Uh, what is your favorite alien-like species, sci-fi book? Everyone says whichever one built the pyramids. But that's just like the easiest way to pile rocks, so it's not that impressive to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, They're really heavy rocks, though. Wait, what was your question? Because I, I just answered. What's, what's your favorite, like, sci-fi, alien, like, depiction? Books, video games, movie, whatever. Well, Short Ender's, story. Ender's Game sucks. Um, <laughs> so, what else? Hot take. Um, Hyperion is killer. Okay. Aliens? Not really yeah. aliens, though. It's one. No. No. There, there are really. aliens in the it's sci -fi, third and fourth book. And it's got, like, stuff to do with how do we do interplanetary civilizations. Yeah. yeah. Not really aliens. Yeah. There's only one group of sentient aliens in the Hyperion Cantos, which is these clouds from a gas giant. You know what? I'm going to say Stormlight Archive, but you don't know what that means because you won't read the books. Actually, I do because each of the planets has different life on it. <sighs> this has been the nerdiest version of second rate saints that we could possibly <laughs> have done. Um, I can't think of, of like my best, like my favorite sci-fi. Like stuff. from a video game, like the oh, aliens man. depicted in a video game. Grunts, Halo, <laughs> my favorite grunt birthday party, grunt birthday party. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. It makes reach worth it. Yeah. Okay. Um, this has been second rate saints. 
and we spiraled a bit at the end, but I think we had some fun. We weirdly got enough, like more application out of this episode than we usually do. Um, I think the boys are actually going to be surprised at how actually good I this was. I think they're going to be happy with how good of a job we've done, Josh. Yeah. In, in spite of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this has been a really fun podcast. I think it's one of the few where it's just been you and I, but yeah. thanks for tuning into the second rate saints podcast. Um, if you have heard anything that you have an opinion on, um, just drop us a comment or a like even, or a dislike. I don't care. Interactions all the same on YouTube. Um, or email us at secondratesaints@gmail.com. Uh, check us out at secondratesaints.com where you can use the chat box. Um, if you didn't hear something that you thought was controversial or interesting, re-listen to the podcast. Cause we've put over some bug wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> also this episode because of how which is aliens it's a wild idea it's not our traditional content yeah the please comment if you want more of this stuff please please but also ask questions like the alien question is fun josh and i have wanted to do this episode since the beginning of the podcast <laughs> so i'm glad that it came together and no one's here to stop us <laughs> <laughs> no one can stop us josh <laughs> there we go if you'd like to contribute to the financial life and growth of second rate saints check us out at buymeacoffee.com slash second rate saints um, have a great week bye bye you can just end it well I should grab my bible I got I little, my little itty bitty baby bible my 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 bitty bible oh